Hey, what's up? It's Frank here for datadriven.tv. Uh, and I've noticed a, an interesting phenomenon um, that uh, I blogged about on my blog, franksworld.com. And it's basically one story has to do with a woman who uh, missed her friend and she data mined all of their chat logs for, I think, maybe 10 years or something like that. Uh, and basically created an AI um, bot, chatbot, that mimicked his behaviors and his responses. And, you know, she shared that with some of her mutual friends that also knew him. And, um, you know, they said it was very uncanny in terms of how it would respond to them. Uh, then there's another story that is chronicled in Wired, uh, where a man um, was trying to bring his father, who passed away from cancer uh, earlier this year, and um, did a number of things to kind of record. He knew he was going to die from cancer, and um, did a number of things to record his legacy, um, record his voice, did transcription, uh, and basically created a chatbot from it. And uh, you have to watch the video to kind of get the whole context in, in both cases, but I think that's very interesting. Um, it, it, could this be a new way to mourn, where we lose the person, but we don't lose access to talking to them? And there's a whole, there's a whole range of, of philosophical debates with this. And one of them is um, related to the singularity, where the idea is that instead of simply dying, uh, is that you upload your consciousness into a computer. Now, no one has really defined exactly um, what consciousness is. Now, obviously, there are philosophies and religions, but but no one has really defined what the algorithm for consciousness is. And, you know, one could make an argument. I'm not saying I subscribe to this argument, but as someone who went to a Jesuit university where we were forced to take philosophy and theology classes, um, this really triggered those, those parts of my brain. And one of the one of the interesting um, things is it's kind of the black box approach where when you really deal with other people you you, you there's nonverbal cues but let's assume that we're just dealing with with kind of input and output systems is that you input you know you say what you're saying to the person uh, something happens and then they come out with an output now that output right now is primarily text based uh, and in the video with his father, he, he made it work as part of the um, audio response, too. Um, there is... Could the chatbots be so good at some point where it, it's not a Turing test exactly, but you couldn't tell that not just that it wasn't a person, but it wasn't that person that it's modeled after. That's a very um, interesting thing. How would you say that the person is not present in that chatbot versus not. Now, obviously, there's one part of us saying logically, you know, that person cannot live, just basically uh, their their soul, their essence, whatever it is you believe in, um, does not live on in that chatbot. But would the chatbots become so good, wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It'd be a facsimile of that person. And... There are a number of ethical concerns with this. Um, a number of interesting implications for this too. I mean, what if you could bring uh, back uh, historical figures uh, based on their personal writings, based on their public writings, 
what could you do? Um, you know, there's a Facebook, for example. They have uh, chat logs with, um, you know, I think one of the things that they could potentially do with this technology is mine all the data from Messenger, and they have all sorts of other information about you, and they could create a virtual you, uh, which at some point then becomes what about fraud. Um, so this this touches all of it, man. I mean, this this is this is this is why I love this field because it's just crazy. Um, there's obviously the philosophical, theological, and um, uh, psychological aspects of this, but I mean, this th there's a lot of more ethical concerns about this. Well, what if you take a chatbot and you base it on someone, and that person misrepresents you? Um, Now's a good time to, if you're not getting into data science, kids, get into law, because there's going to be some serious um, arguments about this. And before I ramble on too long, I just wanted to share that and kind of my raw random thoughts about this. And um, who knows? I mean, maybe this will be a good thing. Maybe you'll be able to um, multitask more efficiently in the future where you just say, here's a bot, go shop for things you think um, I would buy. or you know, here responds to these basic kind of boring, mundane tasks in a way that I would do it. Um, so there's an enormous implications here, and I'm not—I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this is this is unprecedented in our lifetimes in terms of the amount of change this has the potential of doing in both good and bad. So that's today's data point.